Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Left circle. Catapozo tried to between the legs. Scores on the rebound. Zach Benson goes to the net and he's rewarded for his tenacious play in front of the goal. And the Sabres take the lead at 4-3. Final week of the preseason is upon us. Buffalo coming off a 4-3 victory on Saturday afternoon to improve to 3-2 in exhibition play. And still many decisions lay ahead. Welcome into Sabres Live with Marty. I'm Brian. Welcome back, sir. It always feels like a long time coming. It feels like a long time. We've actually been in the same room, in the same arena for a while now. So uh, I was seeing you there right in my face on my computer screen. I kind of missed that, Duffer. I'll be honest with you. I miss seeing you right there. <laughs> so wait a minute. This or that? On Zoom or in person? Where are we at in our relationship? No, no. I, look, in person is great. But in okay. person, like if I'm looking at my computer and researching something, it's like I lose you. I I, I like kind of lose you even though you're two feet away from me. Okay. Here, I could have you on the left side of my screen. I could actually do research on the right side. I keep looking at you. I keep listening to you. I pay attention to what you're saying, to something I continue to work on. Oh uh, that's important in our relationship. And so so there's there's differences and uh, some good and some bad with both. Uh, and you were uh, diving headlong into hockey last night. So you're at least a million steps ahead of me when it comes to NHL preseason storylines. I was indulging in... Uh, you know, the theater of music, as is often the case. And yeah. I I, I want to say this because inevitably we'll share some sad news later in the show. Um, and it was funny because I took my daughter um, to Massey Hall in Toronto last night. Now, I'm sure most people know what Massey Hall is. Um, if you don't, but if you're familiar with the Ryman, in Nashville, it's basically the Canadian equivalent. There is no theater like it in Canada. Um, it has been refurbished um, to the highest degree. Like it is a stunning, stunning venue. And I was trying to describe the artist that I was surprising Izzy with last night. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, the only thing I could say, well, it's going to be pretty sad. I'll tell you that. Like he, he's the sadness is woven through a lot of the songs. He's a singer, songwriter, piano player. And, and that became very clear from the start. But what did happen, and the reason I'm going off on this point is 
you never know what you're going to see. Mm-hmm. And that's why we love what we do, right? I mean, sports is theater and <clears throat> expect the unexpected, but even then, sometimes you can't believe it, right? Yes. And last night, um, so Tom Odell uh, was was starting his tour last night and he took a pause in the middle of the show. He said, I'm going to take a little shot of tequila here. And then he proceeded to say, you know, we've been doing this for more than a decade. And there's a young man who's been going to a lot of our shows. And tonight is his 100th time seeing us. And he looked at this gentleman in the crowd and he said, Dave, I know you don't know that this is coming, but I wanted to thank you and I want you to come up on stage so I can give you a hug. And I mean, it was just, I, I'm sure stuff like this maybe has happened at shows. I had just never witnessed it in person. And, you know, he, he just, it was, it was so perfect. And then I just, turn and whisper dizzy. I'm like, I've never seen this before. And I, I love that that's, you know, the unexpected and that's just, but you're also enjoying and sharing in the moment. Right. And um, I mean, for, for the artist to say, you know, that we've become friends over this 10 years because I see them all the time. Like it's yeah. pretty, it was really, really cool. So it's really, really cool. And those are, fun little moments that you go to shows or you go to sporting events and you don't expect sometimes it's yeah. like those type of things. Um, you know what? I, I, I cannot, when, as you're telling the story, I'm thinking in my mind because of preseason last night, I was watching and keeping up with a few games or whatnot. Uh, who needs a hug? Who in the NHL has been around and needs a hug right now in preseason? It's only preseason. It's not a hundred shows that you're, you're following or whatever. It's not late in the season, but who needs a hug, right? Yeah. And, uh, the first thing that came to mind was the Boston Bruins need a hug right now. Do I want to give them a hug? Absolutely not. Do I care about that? No, but they do need a hug. Uh, they kind of look all over the place. And mm-hmm. is it to be expected? Yes. Um, but even, you know, Jeremy Swayman needed a hug yesterday and Lena Solmark has needed a hug before. And so well, I feel they like the goalie, hug, the goalie hug is not working in their favor right now. So somebody else needs to step in and give these guys a hug. Well, I, I appreciate the creation of a new segment idea. You know, I'm fully on board with who needs a hug from now <laughs> who on. Who needs maybe, a hug? Maybe it'll replace Full best graphic. and worst for the weekend. I think that's a really good step in the right direction. So maybe we'll launch into that in short order here. Yes. Um, I would say that Devin Levi um probably internally never ever ever would have thought that or ever reached out to need a hug but i'm sure people in the stands present company included on saturday were thinking oh this is unfortunate he's actually playing pretty well and he's down three nothing here against the columbus blue jackets well you know what there was no lack of focus in (laughs) levi's game even going down three nothing he was stable power play came to life Kyle Oposo had three assists in his preseason debut and they win at four, three, but I think they win at four, three because Devin Levi just stayed ultra consistent throughout the game. Well, Duffer, we had a uh, lunch yesterday with some season ticket holder and we do that every year at the start of the year. And it's, it's always fun, but we did talk a lot about Saturday's game. And I mentioned that, Look, first preseason action of Devin Levi, two periods against the Boston Bruins. He doesn't give up a goal. Blue and gold scrimmage. Devin Levi doesn't give up a goal. Like, is it 
okay is it fun when you 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 go out and you put shutouts after shutouts yeah it's great but at times especially in training camp you want to see guys getting challenged guy not just physically but mentally getting challenged how are they going to respond and i felt like saturday's game was so important for the sabers for don granado for kevin adams for mike bills the goalie coach to see Devin Levi getting challenged and see how he was going to respond. Now, a 10-year veteran in that situation, you may say, that's fine. It's 3 nothing. You'll play the rest of the game, and he'll be ready for game one. But for Devin Levi, this is his first NHL camp. Mm-hmm. Never went to an actual training camp. And maybe it's wearing a little bit longer, right? You're two weeks into camp. Maybe you're getting tired. You get into a game. You give up three in the first period. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's it's going to pile on here. It was the opposite. It was the confidence shine sh- shine through. Is that how you would say it? Mm-hmm. It really was. It stood out. It stood out through his game, even down three one, three two. It was like, no worries, guys. I will buy you time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a line that I used a lot as a when I was playing. Is I need to buy my team some time. Mm-hmm. It could be zero zero, and we're struggling. I need to buy them time. And maybe two nothing, and we're playing well because I felt like the Sabers were playing well. You know, Merzlikens was good, but it's it's two nothing, three nothing, whatever, three one. I need to buy them a little bit more time so it unlocks. And Devin Levi did that, which is a really good response from him and from the Sabers too. Right. And right now, you know, the Sabres have, have trimmed things pretty substantially to the fact that they're practicing with one group right now. Yes. Um, but it's a large group with 18 forwards skating and still not Matt Savoy included in that on ice component. But obviously the news was encouraging last week on Savoy. So yep. who knows whether I, I, I mean, if I'm a betting man, I'm saying, boy, if he's not on the ice with the group yet, kind of doubtful that he'll be in by the time the preseason ends on Friday, but. There's still an awful lot to be determined. And of course, the defense core has been trimmed a little bit. Um, and, and I would say through no fault of the players who have now already started their camp in Rochester. Uh, yesterday, for example, Jeremy Davies and Joe Sacconi, you know, uh, prior cleared waivers. And yeah. I thought, I, I really thought Davies had an excellent camp, an absolutely excellent camp. Um, and it continues with some of the defensemen who are still here. The fact that we're into October and Ryan Johnson is still part of this group of 10 and Riley Stillman looks like, a you know, granted it's only preseason, but he looks like a player who's confident with the puck and willing to create and willing to take on the identity of how the Sabres coaching staff wants the defenseman to play. So whether they keep seven, whether they keep eight, I mean, this is a very interesting time for Stillman. Bryson, Clegg, and probably to a lesser extent, Ryan Johnson. And I only say that because the likelihood is they would just send him to Rochester to get in games, but he's done everything you could have imagined in yeah, his first ever camp. Name me somebody that hasn't had a good camp, really. Like, it just, I feel like we are, and there's a, a, an overwhelming number of guys that we can talk about and say they've had a great camp. Usually you're going to go. The forwards fall into that category. I don't think a lot of forwards do. Okay, well, maybe some of the expectations on some guys, uh, like Kulik, for example, or Roseanne, mm-hmm. for example, you're thinking, okay, maybe they're... Rusek? Rusek. They, they would all net. like to have more... More, but more but again, it's, to me, 
those were hopefuls, right? They were like, hey, I hope they have a good camp so they can fit in. But yeah. the numbers up front were already tight and the numbers on defense are already tight, but they've, they've not had bad camps. There's usually guys who are like, oh, no, no, no. Like this guy's got to go down to Rochester. This guy, you can't put him on the ice. Like, I feel like this is the first time in a long time that I'm really enjoying everybody's play. Even those that are not having the camp to expectations. Mm -hmm. I still think that there's positive out of it because there's a lot. Why do you think you're thinking that? Why am I thinking that? Mm -hmm. Because the guys that I feel maybe are not at the level I wanted them to, I think I was already raising the bar a lot higher than maybe what was realistic. So now I become back to realistic. And number two, they're all young and there's all plenty of time for them to, to get better. We're not at the time now where we're like, Oh, it'd be great to have a 20 year old or 21 year old in the lineup filling a big spot. Like we have a lot of players. And I think that Zach Benson has come in and really like played well that it's like, okay, well, I don't care if Kulik is not having the best of camp. He's mm-hmm. doing okay. But look at Zach Benson. He's. Like he's right, above Kulik, and beyond. So, but but Kulik would be doing it if he was playing on the top line. I think that it would be different. That's, yes. that's a fair argument. Whether it ends up being one hundred percent true, we're never going to know because we can't reverse time here. But yes. the reason I ask, why do you think you think that way, is because of this. They, current Sabers and or those trying to make the climb from Rochester, have given you something to work off of in the last half of the year. Yes. Both in Rochester and in Buffalo. Before, we would often enter seasons where you're you're asking yourself, what has this player done to take the next step, to warrant this attention, to deserve a fair look, right? This is fair because they've not, look, they springboarded from one of the worst offensive teams for a decade into a top five all year long offensive team. Their recent resume be it in Buffalo or Rochester is really good. So I think collectively we're willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that even if they don't have four points in four preseason games individually, they still warrant a look here. And as Seth Appert said yesterday to us, like I'm going to put more stock in what guys did at the end of the regular season and in playoffs than what I'm going to do in the first two or three preseason games. And that's right. That's exactly how it should be. And you can't, you can't expect the team to just score six every night and have everybody with ballooned statistics through two weeks of preseason play. But I think the evaluation is certainly ongoing. And I think the Benson component of this has made it so interesting that we are now broaching the idea legitimately (laughs) of Alex Tuck not starting on the top line. Take us through what we're asking people at Sabres Live today on X and whether you think that this is a ridiculous question to ask, who would you play Alex Tuck with? Or do you think this is a very fair question based on how camp has gone so far? So I know all the Sabres writers and we all see the lines every day, who's on the ice. But this morning, we actually reposted Heather Engel, NHL.com line as they were yesterday and today. So we ask you, as you said, who would you play Alex Tuck with? Because right now, he is on a line with Jordan Greenway and Casey Middlestat. And Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner are playing with Zach Benson, which allows J.J. Paterka and Dylan Cousins to fulfill the... The, the missing piece, which is 
were supposed to be Jack Quinn with Victor Olofsson right now. So Alex Tuck, who had his best season ever, he went from 38 points the year before in 50 games to 79, 79 points last year. He went from 12 goals to 36 goals. He went from playing 18 minutes and 20 seconds a game to over 19 minutes a game. He went from having a place on the penalty kill from nine even strength goals to 27 even strength goals. Like, I understand that he's on power play number one, but the even strength numbers are massive here. Mm-hmm. His work alongside Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner was the reason why people are looking at the Buffalo Sabres this year and they're like, oh my goodness, they are the, the Shayna Goldman, most fun team to watch. Right, must see TV, must see NHL, Buffalo Sabers when they play. But it's not about being fun to watch. Now it's about having the depth and having the one, two, three, four punch and the one, two, three on defense and one, two in net that you can put out there and win games and win enough games to get to a hundred points, a hundred and ten points to win playoff rounds. And so Don Coronado with. Obviously, the emergence of Zach Benson. If Zach Benson doesn't play the way he's playing, you're obviously not having him with Tage Thompson right now, Jeff Skinner. And you're saying, okay, we got to put Tuck there and we'll figure out the bottom two lines. But he's trying Tuck away from Thompson and Skinner. And obviously, the chemistry that Alex Tuck had with Casey Millstadt at the end of the season is a big factor in this. Mm -hmm. And the size that you have in Jordan Greenway and Alex Tuck and being able to say, hey, we have a heavy line. Now, Casey Middlestat's not a heavy player, but we have heavy wingers alongside with Casey Middlestat. That is important. That is important. So I, I, I like the experimentation. I like the, the, the trials here of Alex Tuck with Casey Middlestat and Jordan Greenway. I do too. And do you know why I'm laughing off air right now? Because this Casey highlight is not a uh, this this highlight pack of Alex Tuck started with your favorite play, which is trying to put the rebound goal in after the puck has already oh. entered the net, and Skinner <laughs> was trying to trying to put it home, and he failed. Like at least that's my favorite play. play. It's not when they put it back in the net; it's when they fail, and then they realize, oh, oh it went in anyway. Nobody's going to see it. No, we pay attention to that. Oh my God. See, it's in. No, 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 no. no. Did he get to <laughs> And the Flyers goalie at the time, I, I think it may have been Gustafson or whatnot. Oh um, my God. Ridiculous. Anyway, sidebar. Yeah. So I look, every time you ask a question that is singular in nature, as far as one player, like who would you play Alex Tuck with? There's a trickle down effect from that question, obviously, yes. because you're going to, somebody's going to get hasty and say, Enough with the Benson stuff. He's 18. He's not going to make the team. Just go back to normal, right? Or, uh, well, know. that's Brendan saying, don't fix what ain't broken, right? But, like, you don't but, need to take him away from Thompson. And but here's, here's the thing. They were broken in March last yeah, year. Thompson was broken. Thompson was not healthy. Yeah. And all of a sudden, when they had to fix what was broken, Middlestat emerged as the team scoring leader with 17 points oh. in the final 11 games, of which the Sabres went 9-2-1 and in their last 12. One of their best stretches of the season when they absolutely had no room for error. Yeah. So you can see why this they would want to continue at least looking at this well, particular option. I have a this or that for you. 
because when Thompson was broken, when he had the injury and missed some games, and when he returned, he actually played on the wing with Dylan Cousins, different line. Um, would you rather take Tuck out of the top line with Thompson and Skinner yes. and put Tuck with Milstadt or take Thompson out of the top line and put Milstadt in that spot? Thompson stays where he is. He's an elite okay. number one center. And it's I don't just ever, a simple yeah. question and yeah. a great direct answer by you. Yes. I'm trying I to don't be need... direct in my response. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and okay. So people are going to say, well, why Middlestat then? Why Middlestat and Greenway with Tuck? Why not Cousins and Paterka? Right? Because what we saw last game, Saturday against Columbus, was Tuck, Cousins, and Brendan Byro. Mm -hmm. And they did look good. They had a good game. So why not Tuck with Cousins and Paterka? So Here's the, there's a really big piece that we've discussed over the last few years. It was always this Casey Middlestad, a center. Can he play the wing? How do we get Casey to, to have more offense? How do we get him in the role? And when Thompson went down with the injury last year, okay, that was game 73 of the season. In the last. Well, yeah. That was the latest in his list of injuries. Yes. Obviously so he was injured before the all-star break. And it's fair to wonder how healthy he was the entire last three months. Yes. So that is very fair um, on pace for over 60 goals ended up with 47 that had an effect and uh, obviously a, a big effect on his production. But in the last 10 games of the season, from the time Thompson didn't play or was playing the wing on a different line, Casey Middlestat with Tuck and Skinner ended up with 16 points in 10 games, 16 points in 10 games in that stretch playing with Tuck and Skinner. And really it's 16 points in nine games. And the reason I say that is go because one of those games in that stretch of 10, Thompson returned and played in the middle with Tuck, with Tuck and Skinner. So middle stat was on a different line. And you know what happened that game, Duffer? He had zero points. Mm -hmm. And every single other game that he played, the nine other games that he played with Tuck and Skinner, middle stat had points. 16 points in 10 games, five of those goals, 11 assists. Middle stat's a great playmaker. He had 11 assists in those 10 games. So is this, he also led the team in goals over the final 11. Middlestad did with five of them. Yes. Which brings up a whole other thing. But notice how I'm talking about Middlestad and not talking about Tuck. Yeah. So now I'm wondering, like, is this question like truly ambiguous and it's not really about Tuck? Like, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a way to an end, <laughs> a means to an end, but we're not necessarily like, I think people know what to expect from Tuck. I think people are still wondering what to expect from a lot of other players. Yes. And like Middlesat, for example, I think it was noteworthy that he did score five times in the last 12 games because think people think of him more as a playmaker. Yes. But people also realize that he has a pretty good shot and his volume has never been that high in his career, less than two shots per game. Mm -hmm. Well, he was about two and a half shots a game down the stretch. Yes. And when you magnify those numbers over a much larger sample size, mm -hmm. guess what happens? It increases your likelihood of scoring, which is why all the goal leaders are the shot leaders in the NHL. Yeah. So I'm very curious, you know, like how this plays out from uh, how Casey thinks the game and how he chooses to deliver offensively, whether he becomes more of a shot mentality type of player but let's go back to the line the one game that he didn't play with tuck and skinner he had one shot on goal which would be you know he would have had 21 shots in his last nine games really so it's it's two and a quarter right there mm -hmm. like two and a half almost like that's yeah. 
Casey, two and a half makes a big difference in it Casey does. one. It really does. And we've talked about that with Darlene over the course of his yes. career too. And when, I mean, he was surging on a pace last year where he looked like he would score more than 20, but yeah, it comes from what you want. You want to see a defenseman shoot with an intent to score. And Darlene yeah. is doing that now. And it's, it's amazing. So quickly back to the lines, cause we really want your yeah. input on this. Um, and whether it's Tuck specific in your mind, we're asking who would you play Alex Tuck with? Because he's not on the Thompson and Skinner line right now. It continues to be Benson in practice. It has played out that way in the preseason that Benson's mm-hmm. been getting all these reps. Paterka, Cousins, Olofsson, Greenway. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Middlestat talk. Marty, Gergensen's Krebs Opozo is something we're so familiar with that it's almost as if nobody bats an eye at it. So <laughs> if that's the case, then let's just let it be for now. Yes. But the a question that comes with this discussion, Rusek, Jost, Byro, Murray, Kulik, Roseanne, has anyone, I mean, they're here. First of all, this is yes. important to note. Because the Amherst opened camp yesterday. They've got a boatload of guys down there already. But these other six that we just mentioned for the first time, like, what are they playing for? Are they still playing for a spot potentially next to Dylan Cousins? Are they playing to be a 13th forward? What are you seeing here? What have you seen? And what are we likely to see this week with two so more? So for me, the bottom, the bottom nine, I'm going to say bottom nine because there is, uh, uh, 18, right? Skaters, uh, forwards mm. right now on, on lines. The bottom nine, uh, which is the fourth line and the extra two lines. It's and keep very in mind, simple. it's not including Matt Savoy. It's not including Matt Savoy, and we we can't really assume what's going to happen with Matt Savoy. We'll have to see when he comes back, if he's healthy, if he gets a few games. Uh, maybe he goes to Rochester and plays on conditioning and then come back to Buffalo and gets himself going uh, with a few games before having a decision, and ultimately a decision. But it's very easy. Tyson Jost is a Buffalo Sabres. He's not going anywhere. Okay, so for me, he's the extra forward. He's the 13th forward. The other five 
are here right now because there's two more exhibition game, preseason games, and you're going to need bodies for those two games. And they will start the, the season in Rochester. I understand this is as simple as an answer as it gets. But for me, the lineup is already set. And if if I drew it my way to start the season, I would start with 13 forwards, eight defensemen, and two goaltenders because you're allowed an extra three players, right? So I would only have, usually it's two extra forward, one extra D. I would flip that. I would have Tyson Joseph as the extra forward. I would have Stillman and possibly Bryson as the extra D, which make me eight. And I would have only two goaltenders on my opening night roster. Mm-hmm. So what are the Kulik and Rose, Roseanne and Rusek and Byro playing for right now? It's to be here, to get more of a look, but it's more down the road, like who are we going to call up, how we get more familiar with them. That's what they're playing for. It's maybe a little harsh, but I don't think they break in to the top 13 uh, in one week. I don't think it's it's going to happen. Do you think they'll get looks? One or two of them on the Cousins line? I, I I would say no. I would say right now. And maybe if it's one preseason game and you you want to give somebody a look. But but in practice, you're going to get Olofsson with Cousins and Paterka. Okay, and who's been it, the best of the bunch? The other ones. The other ones? The bottom six on that graphic. Okay, so I am going to go with Brendan Byro. He's been the best of the bunch. Okay. Beersy, as we like get got to know him now. I say Brendan Byro for me would be the one that would be pushing for that. Hey, I can play with Cousins and Paterka if you need me to, or I could play with Krebs and Oposo if you need me to. I can do whatever. I can take a puck to the face and come back. That's not a problem. I can do it all. That's Brendan Byro, and I think he's the one ahead. Okay, well, we'll continue the discussion with your input, of course, on X at Sabres Live. And we are just over a week away from the home opener. It happens a week from Thursday, and it is presented by the BFLO store. Join us Thursday, October 12th, Sabres Rangers, to kick off this 23-24 season. It's a 7 p.m. start. Don't miss the pregame party in the plaza, which starts at 4. Players arrive at the blue and gold carpet experience, walking into the game. And, of course, along with the City of Buffalo Common Council, we're revealing the trailblazing street sign dedicated to the great Rick Jenneret. We'll have more details on that at sabers.com to come. And of course, for home opener tickets, visit sabers.com slash tickets. We continue the conversation as to how the Sabres are currently constructed and how that might be tweaked in the days ahead of the home opener. It's Sabres Live, WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. Back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Hell yeah, I was at a concert last night, Marty. Yes. Man, life is good when you see live music. It is something. Hey, you know what? Can you ah. tell everybody what you just said before we came back from the commercial? Oh, which and one? It was a long break. That I fi- finally figured out how to copy and paste things in the chat room on Master on Paster. Zoom. MB43, October I'm 3rd, winning 2023. Day. You are winning the day. <laughs> I'm winning the day. <laughs> this is an off-air milestone moment for Sabres Live. We are very excited for this uh, development 
from a technological standpoint. Well, listen, let's just people let know, like our control room has a lot to worry about. The graphics, the, you know, putting, um, you know, highlights and roll-ins and all of that. So sometimes, you know, there's things on social media that come through that, you know, you don't have time to see. I look at social media a lot during the show and when you're talking, Duffer, so... I always was like, can I paste the stuff into the chat room so we can look at it? I never yeah. did it. And today for the first time I did it. I feel like really good. I feel really good because then I can mention and we can mention people that are reacting to our question and we can actually point. engage with them. Yes, yes. People, I think, and 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 probably fairly so, think that we don't see or engage in enough of the responses on Twitter slash X. I've tried to assure people that we read them all and directly or indirectly, we tend to weave their responses into our commentary, yes. right? It shapes a lot of how we react to stuff, but I do think we need to do a better job of acknowledging people like Big Bird 3420 and what he, how, how he was able to catch your attention. Well, he's able to catch my attention because he, first of all, he says he liked the lines, maybe Olufsen trade for a demon and bring up Kulik in that spot. But Jack Quinn, Jack Quinn's also going to come back maybe late December, Christmas time, whatnot. So that may figure itself out. But he also says, but wait, can we talk about the blessing of the best coach in the last 20 years for the Sabres with Granado? Obviously a big Don Granado fan. So I don't know if he wants us to bless him with that. That label of the best coach the last 20 years, or no, no, if no, he no. thinks that Lindy Ruff is the best coach that the Sabres have had in the last 20 years. And when we did the RJ, um, you know, um, remembrance, remembrance, uh, Lindy just went out, out of his way to say, Hey, can we just give props to Don Granado right now for what he does? Yeah. And we did we miss Spalding Lake Wi Fi while I was when we were at the arena? Is that what we just got right now? I just re upped. On the subscription, so we should be good Thank now. Thank you. We yeah. should be good. Okay, but anyway, that's what it is. It's the Granado effect we've talked about, and Christian Big Bird thirty four twenty uh, is fully on board with the Granado effect. Yeah, his his tweet is definitely not a comparison or a ranking. It is simply the fact that we should appreciate um, Don's presence, what it has meant organizationally as far as player recruitment. Yes, and obviously to the nth degree player development. And, you know, Marty, we, we've spent so much time, rightfully so, talking about the forwards and camp so far because Zach Benson has been earning his place among Buffalo's top players throughout this preseason. But we only briefly glossed over the defense core earlier mm -hmm. when I referenced how good a camp Davies had, how good Ryan Johnson has been in his first how Riley Stillman is like entering offensive zones doing spinoramas because he's willing to hang on to the puck <laughs> and is recognizing that, hey, I can be more than what people thought. And yeah. this is all player development, right? So when you look at the blue line, I think that Henry Yokiharyu deserves a lot more praise for the camp that he's having, which you can say, okay, it's just camp. <clears throat> you can only do what you're given the opportunity to do. I think Henry Yokiharyu has taken every opportunity so far. And let's not forget this kid's pedigree, his age, his draft status, and where he is now on the experience curve. Not unlike a fellow Scandinavian and Rasmus Dahlin. Like he's got enough miles on the odometer now to have figured out how to drive this thing. And I'm telling you, man, this could be a really pleasant 
experience slash development to see Yoki Haru have an excellent year for this team? It would be a very uh, surprise development for me. Henry Okiaru has already got 273 games played in the NHL, right? He's still a young man. He's 24 years old. So there's still some development. But I did not have Henry Okiaru penciled in in the top four. And whatever you want to look at the top four right now, the way the D pairings are constructed, it's Rasmus Dallin with Connor Clifton. Owen Power with Henry Yokiaryu and Matthias Samuelson with Eric Johnson. That's your top six. Number one, when you look at it, you say, wow, that third pair is big. Samuelson with Eric Johnson. Again, maybe kind of like what Don Granado is trying to do with Tuck and Greenway mm-hmm. and have this pair of heavy, bigger guys up front. I think he's doing the same thing on the back end. Well, I mean, Power's pretty big and Dallin's pretty big, but in a different way, right? So... But I'm surprised and happily surprised with the way that Henry Yokiaru has played throughout camp because it would have been easy for him to say, well, they went and got Connor Clifton. They went and got Eric Johnson. I'm just going to, you know, do my thing and hopefully I get, you know, 12, 13 minutes a game, maybe 14 minutes and, you know, whatnot. Well, he responded with a couple of goals. He's looked good. He's skating really well. And the familiarity between Power and Yoki Aryu, I think, is important. Owen Power's only played one year in the NHL. And entering his second year, he probably feels more comfortable playing with somebody 90% of the time, which whom he played last year, in Henry Yoki Aryu. And now you got Dowling with Clifton, and you have your big third pair of Samuelson Johnson. I feel like that defense core right now looks pretty solid to me on paper, and I like it. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was more of a case of not expecting Henry to put himself in a position to be one of my talking points on the blue line this preseason. I I like Henry. I've always liked him as a player. I just, you know, with everything else that was going on around it and the rebuilding or retooling of the defense core that started when free agency began, I wasn't sure, you know, um, I just, I just never saw. We always like looked like we need another top four D, and oh, it was Dallin Samuelson power. We needed a top four. Funny enough, now Yoki, are you still in there? And Samuelson's playing with Johnson on the third pair. It really gives you a different look. I don't think it's going to be a top four. Do you? What do you mean? You see this? No, don't you see this as a group of six that gets really balanced minutes, save for Eric Johnson? I would think. Well, except for Rasmus Dallin and Eric Johnson, possibly yes. I yeah. think that the minutes that you're going to take away from Eric Johnson, which is fine. He's a veteran defenseman and he could play 13, 14 minutes. But okay, so let's just average out. If every defenseman played the same amount of minutes, it's 20 minutes a guy, right? There's 60 minutes a game. And if the left D play an average of 20 minutes, it's fine. Well, if you take away five minutes out of Eric Johnson mm-hmm. and he plays 15 and you give those five minutes to Rasmus Dallin and he plays 25, that's kind of the trade-off. I think everybody else will be around 22 to 18, but Dallin could be 25 and Eric Johnson could be 15. Right now on paper, that's what it looks like. Yeah. I, well, I, again, I just think that uh, some credit is due here as far as how this um, group of defensemen, either incumbents or those challenging, have embraced the invitation, I would call it, to play a certain way, play the way the Sabres want to play. I think it's really hard. I can't imagine it because I've not lived it firsthand. Yeah. But I, 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 
for every person, for every athlete, there's a comfort zone, right? And I think you're seeing in this training camp, I think you're seeing some of these defensemen go beyond that and be willing to be perhaps more than they thought they could be. And I, I give the coaching staff full credit on this. And it leads to, you know, how big of an impact is the coaching staff having? Well, oh. pr- producer Jeff on on X, you know, asked, is Greenway the Granado effect guy right now? Like, <laughs> you know, like wh- wh- what are we what are we seeing here? And well, what potentially might we see from Greenway, especially the way you like positioned it earlier with two large humans in Greenway and Tuck playing on either side of Casey Middlestad right now. Yeah, I think Middlestad's got all the playmaking abilities to be able to make Jordan Greenway look good, either by opening up and giving him like really good passing or mm-hmm. or just by benefiting from forechecking and, and heaviness in the game. Um, I think Greenway could be the, the, the Granado effect guy right now. Why? Because they know each other. And now we're not just going to talk about, hey, look at what Granado's done with Greenway. It's like he knew him from before. He pulled him out of maybe a situation where it didn't work for Greenway in Minnesota and he got the best out of him. And we see a lot of guys that have gotten that that uh, link with Granado and the national development program. And, and that's great. Um, but when you mentioned that, I, I go back to Kevin, Saber Kevin 1639 on Twitter, when we asked about where does Tuck should where should Tuck play, he said, You must leave Tuck on the first line. Putting him on the second line reminds me too much of the Kruger days. And I'm like, time out, Kevin. Time out here. This is not Jeff Skinner being taught a lesson by Ralph Kruger and saying, You're gonna play on the fourth line or we'll be on the taxi squad. This mm-hmm. is not that. This is Don Granado trying to figure out a balance, a balance in the offense, right? A balance within skills and physicality. I really think that a lot of Sabres fans are like, where's the physicality? Where's the size? Where's the grit? Well, I think Don Granado has a little bit of that old school in him Mm -hmm. that he's looking for that size and that grit right now. And he's saying, let me get Tuck and Greenway together and let's, let's let them eat. Let's go. Let's see what happens. And I think that's that's worth the experimentation right there. I agree. I think it's really interesting to see um, the potential. And again, how like how locked in are they for these lines in the final two games? Uh, tomorrow we find out with a game in Columbus. And of course, Friday, we've got a game fully broadcast, including some pregame coverage for us yeah. on MSG, which we're very much looking forward to. And of course, all throughout the year, starting with opening night, you've got theme nights scattered throughout the year. So um, real quick, Marty, before we dive into uh, our last time out and then uh, final you know, segment, um, Trevor Zegras has a done deal now. <laughs> um, did you want to do the math or did you need clarity on it? I think it's somewhere around $5 million. That's all I need to no, worry it's 5. about. No, it's 5.75 over good. a three-year bridge, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? What's the next for 750000 or whatnot? But It's um, low, isn't but, it? Uh, no, I think it's appropriate. Okay. I think it's appropriate on the bridge. Um, I thought it was going to be in the five and a half to six, maybe not over six. Uh, and Trevor Zegers got a lot of show me to do. Like we know he has the skill, he's flashy, but it hasn't worked in and I'm in the team. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission. 
team concept right now. Maybe that's not because of him, but Alex yeah, Killorn is out. Of him. Yeah. Alex Killorn is out with a broken finger now. So they were like, hey, we, we better get, you know, Zegers done now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if Zegers plays to the level as to which he knows he can play, he's a 10 plus million dollar player after that, right? I think that we can guarantee this in three years, he can get the 10. So I think it's appropriate. Like the rumors that it was three and a half that Anaheim was offering was preposterous. I mean, come on now. Trevor Zegers is better than a bridge deal at three and a half million, five and three quarters. I'm good with it. Okay, maybe we'll do one word, Jamie Drysdale, when we come back. It is a one-word Tuesday, after all. Stay with us on Sabres Live. We're back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Marty, one of your mentors, had a birthday yesterday. Happy oh, belated to man. Don Luce. The lovely Luce family never loses its luster here in Western New York. They are wonderful people. He's he's amazing, and him and Diane and the family. So uh, Don, who is now 75 years old, uh, so happy birthday. Can't wait to see him at the uh, Quebec Center for Sabres games. Yes, starting, uh, well, regular season-wise, a week from Thursday for the home opener. Let us dive into one word, and uh, let's do so by having a little bit of fun with the childlike enthusiasm that many Sabres players were showcasing (laughs) as they visited the Bills game and specifically uh, Bills players like Josh Allen. It looked like a very young group of hockey players were having the time of their life. One word. Okay, so we have a big one word, small. And small is because even though we think hockey players are big, next to football players, they look small. Uh, We just saw, and for those who don't know, like, our Zoom screen is open and producer Jeff is on the Zoom screen. And right behind him was Steve Stasker getting ready for One Bills Live After. And I'm like thinking, oh, my God, Steve played in the National Football League. And these guys are monsters. They're so big. But Josh Allen shaking hands with the players. I think the Sabres, other than Tage Thompson, who actually looked small next to Josh Allen, he was maybe the one that looked like a football player. They all look like they're having an amazing time. And again, this is that kind of personal growth beyond the professional growth within the arena. And you love to see just how much they're enjoying time with one another. I don't think Jamie Drysdale is being afforded that opportunity right now. He is contract free still with the Ducks. One word on Drysdale and his situation. Handcuffed. He's handcuffed because he has no arbitration right, no nothing. Like he's just stuck. And Mm -hmm. as long as the NIM Ducks want to be patient and want to pin him, to be able to secure a low-end contract like they tried to do to Zegris, he's handcuffed and stuck, which is tough because Drysdale is a great defenseman, great prospect, and he's already been limited the last few years in his playing time because of injuries. And now they're going to take away his camp in the start of the season too? Like, I don't, I don't understand it. So he's handcuffed. Uh, one line that really um, sums up the artist that I saw last night, Tom O'Dell, when I mentioned uh, the sadness being woven through, um, one of his lines in the song Flying is, it's sad how sad this life can be. And that really hits home when we think of Chris Snow mm-hmm. and one word for this incredible human being who left us far too soon. Yeah, heart, I would say, as Chris No showed so much heart in his battle with Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, the assistant general manager of the Calgary Flames passed away over the weekend, and his wife has been documenting it all, but heart is the one word. And inspirational, indeed. Um, 
Thank you for being with us today. We'll do it again tomorrow on Sabres Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.